Hi, this is Eddie Markham, pastor of River of Life Church, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for taking the time and listening to our podcast. Hopefully you're going to be inspired and impacted by our message today. I also want to let you know what's going on here at River of Life. God has just been blessing us, and we have outgrown our facility, and the time has come for us to get into a new building. We need to get into a bigger building. So we have kicked off a building campaign this year, and we are moving forward. And God is blessing it. So we are reaching out to you, our podcast listening audience. And just want to encourage you that if you would like to participate and make a donation into our building fund, please head over to our website. It's www.rol-ag.com. And right on the homepage there is a little donate button. Click on that. Follow the instructions and just sow your seeds, sow into this ministry and help us make this happen. I want to say thank you in advance, and I pray God continue to bless you and impact your life as you listen to the ministry at River of Life. go to Joshua 5 if you want to go there be there in a minute I wanted this to be a little different of a service not part of a series kind of a standalone message I'm going to share with you here what God has given me for this new year kind of helped me with my with my personal ministry and uh, I want to recap this is a time for us to reflect on 2018 what God has done and respond to his goodness and to respond to his faithfulness. 
as we look ahead at 2019. And um, so in preparing for this, something I've done for a while now, and I haven't really, I don't talk a whole lot about it, but now that I'm pastoring and stuff, I want, I, I want to share it with you what I do. I spend time with God. I get, there are times where uh, I need to get away and, and spend some time in the presence of the Lord. And I just want to say that to you as, as a pastor, not to show off. That's why I hate saying it. it doesn't sound like I'm spiritual. I'm not up here trying to be spiritual. I'm up here leading. I, w- I want to show you that in order to get a breakthrough, you got to have carpet time. My pastor used to always say that you got to suck the fibers of the carpet. Some of you have no idea what I mean. I, I, I'm telling you, he used to say, don't come make an appointment to see me unless you have sucked the fibers out of your carpet in your prayer room. This was a mega church. It was a big church. And I made an appointment with them, and it took me two months to get in there and see them. And, by the, and it was really kind of a critical thing that I had. And by the time I had that appointment, God already changed my heart. Isn't that somehow God does that? He used to pray that there would be a meter on us. And he said, I wish you all had a meter. And when you came, I'd want to read that meter. And it told, it told how long did you spend in seeking God for that thing. It wasn't being mean. He was up there trying to lead us into the presence of God. And I'm not saying don't make... We got an appointment all week. We, I, I'm not saying that. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to teach us to go after God yourself. Our pastors are here to help you and, and counsel you. I'm a shepherd. I'm here to help you do that and give you the word of God. But I've learned that I got to have more than Sunday and Wednesday. I got to have more from just a person giving me some advice. That's good. We need to get it. But spending time with the Lord, the Assemblies of God gives us credential holders, two free stays at Camp Fahola, and I use those, been using a lot of times just to lock in and, and, and spend some time with the Lord, and they have, even have a pastor's cottage that they do that for, and I did that in preparing for the new year of 2019, just locked myself away, praying and fasting, and didn't get out of there until God gave me a word for 2019. I know some of you have been battling it's a lot of things in some of our church families. This is only like half the church, okay? We're going to do this again at 1130. It's another whole group of people, and I'm just telling you, there's a lot going on. So a lot going on in people's lives. 2018 was a big year, a lot of changes, a lot of transitions. I'm praying for you guys. Some of you are going through things I can't even imagine. And, I, and, and God, gave me, God gave me, he gave me one word. I'm praying. God, we got to elect a couple, two new deacons, want to start new ministries. Who do we put here? What do we do there? How do we deal with this situation? This family came. I had a list of names, many of you guys praying for you. Opened up a position here at the Van Buren Township as chaplain. Big year for that. Going to do some more training with them in January and February. It's a lot. And I'm asking questions. God, how do I do this? What do I do? I didn't, you know, you don't know where you're going. God told Abraham, just follow me. Come out of your family. Come out of your home. Come out of your surroundings to a land that I'm going to tell you. In other words, I'm not going to tell you where I'm taking you. And I I think it's because he would have got afraid and ran back and would have never left. God just says, trust me and follow me. Take one step at a time. You don't have to understand everything. Just trust me and follow me into this new season and into this new land. 
And I love what Pastor Steve just said. Moses said it like this. God, I'm not going to go unless I don't have to know everything, but I just want to know one thing, that you're going to go with me, that your presence will go with me in 29. That's all I care about. That's all I want. That's all I want. And asking all these questions, he gave me one word. (laughs) One word. But before I get to that, just reflecting on where we've been, and I began last year with a prophetic word. I'm going to do that again in our outpouring service. We're going to go a whole week, starting Sunday, of praying and fasting. The church will be open 7 o'clock Monday, 7 o'clock Tuesday, 7 o'clock. What time Wednesday? What time Thursday? Friday night, what time? That Friday night is an outpouring night. We're going to come, we're going to worship. No agenda, just let the Holy Spirit move. The only thing I do have planned is I'm going to release a word that God gave me for this year. Last year I gave a word that the Lord gave us. And that's another thing. I want our church to go to another level spiritually. I, I, want, I want to hear other people worshiping besides Terry. Amen. I, want to, I, want, I know you may not be a loud worshiper. That's fine. I understand that. But we need to get more intentional on seeking God. I know it's 9.30, it's early, and this and that, but man, you got to learn to go after God. I want the gifts of the Spirit and operation and flowing, healings and miracles. And that's only going to happen if we get in this atmosphere. Not, not that religious stuff, but really into the presence of God. That's what I was raised in. That's what God changed my life 21 years ago in, is the presence of God. That, re- that word, and I'm not going to have time to reflect on all of it, but it was just simply that God was going to move us into another season. Here's another thing about God. God doesn't move on calendar years. It's not, okay, it's January 1st. Now I'm going to begin to do something. God doesn't go by the, the Gorgarian or the George, whatever calendar we have. He moves in seasons. He moves in seasons. He uses the years and the times for us to confirm the dates that he has done something. But it's not, God has already started doing something for 2019 in many of your lives that have received it and it will. And I began last year with that word saying that this is going to be a year of prophetic fulfillment. We've heard all, the, all for many years what God was going to do here at our church and God was going to do this. We will begin to see it. Last year was the largest growth that our church has ever had numerically, financially. All of our growth tracks were full of people. We had to have it upstairs. Members come in. We're going to have, we'll have those numbers at the annual business meeting, but just people getting saved. That was another prophetic fulfillment that God was going to bring prodigals back. And that was confirmed in our Tuesday night prayer. That word was spoken and said God's going to bring families in this year. And some of you have seen families. How many of you have seen families in your, in your own family come to look? Look around. Look at the hands. Look at the hands. Look at the hands. You've seen people in your family. I've prayed 21 years. They're not here at the 930. They're coming at the 1130. But if they were here, I'd say it anyway. I'll say it again at the next service. I've prayed 21 years for one of my best friends and his wife and family. Did you hear what I said? 21 years. I don't know why they didn't get saved the first couple of years, but I kept praying, kept praying, kept praying. Guess who gave their heart to the Lord? Guess who's getting baptized on Super Bowl Sunday at this church? Signing up for life groups. Can't wait to get in here. Come on, I feel like getting excited, man. Come on, wake up, 9.30. Come on, tell your neighbor, wake up. Get excited, man. God has done something. Did you like that? Let me do that again. Woo! 
God didn't really do nothing in my family. Receive it. Receive it. You got to get a hold of that word and say, that's for me. The Bible says prophesy according to the portion of faith. God will say it. It's up to us to believe it and stand on it. If not, it'll go. And the person next to you will be like, woo, because they caught it. Tell your neighbor, you got to catch it. You got to catch it. You got to catch it. Starting new ministries, ETS. We need, as our church grows, our leadership's got to grow. Pastor Stephen, we can't, we can't do all this ourselves, so we started training some leaders. We have 55 adults come to ETS at Wayne County College. Amen. 55. Yeah, amen. Saying, hey, man, I, I feel a call to church leadership, and many of them are already plugged in, mentoring boys in Royal Rangers, mentoring girls in girls' ministry, signing up to be a life group leader, being trained this season, going to be a life group leader in, in our summer life groups, and coming in and coming. Some of them feel a call to ministry. You're going to hear them preaching and teaching and sharing the word on Wednesday nights in February. Just, uh, just things that deacons, we need two deacons, deacon or deaconesses, male or female. We're looking for two, and we're praying over the names leadership as church the church grows the leadership's got to grow finances came in we we took in pledges $77,000 worth of pledges on Easter Sunday they came in I have the numbers for you but our building fund was a hundred if they all came in we would be at like hundred and twenty five thousand dollars I'm here to tell you that we broke over two hundred thousand dollars in the building fund over 300,000 in total assets been approved for $750,000 construction loan. We're ready to go. We're ready. I said we're ready to go in Jesus name. Ready to go. This would be River Kids, Felicia, Lindsay. Felicia's downstairs teaching. <laughs> this would be you guys kids. We'll be over there in the new sanctuary having church. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. Ain't God good? building, man. We're gonna, next year, 2019, we're going to be like Nehemiah. You're going to hear me preaching from Nehemiah where they had a sword in one hand and a shovel in the other. They had spiritual ministry going, starting this ministry, doing life groups, and they were building and painting. Amen. Some of you say, I feel a call to preach. Well, I need someone being called to paint. I need some folks called to, to do some construction in this place. Help us get this place going. Phase one is going to be that building. And getting that thing up in that coffee shop in the sitting area and Miranda teaching that ministry, East Cell Ministry, teaching English as, as a ministry to our community for free. By the way, the English they're going to learn is Jesus is Lord. Come on, somebody. Isn't that good? So you're going to learn it. You're not just going to have a cup of coffee. I'm telling you, we would have a New Year's Eve service if we had the room. I would love to do that. Let's be in it next year. Grand opening service. Be able to have a, a, a watchman service and then come over here on the fellowship side of the church and, and fellowship. What's he doing now? He's proceeding forward. So much going on. Families are getting saved, signing up for next steps and getting involved and just growing in their faith. Breakthroughs are happening. People are getting delivered, telling me all the time what God has done in their life. It's a family come they come here I'm just telling you the testimonies that I'm here and that they that they give it's amazing what God is doing what God wants to do in 2019 I'm praying 
And God gave me these words, this one word, and I had to go read it. And I, I want you to flip over to, John, to Joshua 5. Let me just read a couple of verses. It says, And then the Lord said to Joshua, This day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Therefore, the name of this place is called Gilgal to this day. In other words, it was a place called the rolling away. Now the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and kept, kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at twilight on the plains of Jericho. And they ate of the produce of the land on the day after the Passover, unleavened bread and roasted grain on the very same day. This is a transition chapter. This is a, a year. This is a chapter of transition. We're in transition. Some of you are in a real transition right now. This is a transition chapter for the children of Israel. And then he says, Then the manna ceased on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land. And the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land of Canaan that year. He began by saying, This year, if you read the whole chapter, they had to go through circumcision. The males had to be circumcised. That was a covenant, a sign of the covenant that God had made with them and, and all of that. And it was a, 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 a whole chapter of change for them. And he said, this day I'm rolling away the reproach of Egypt. Say it like this. This year I'm rolling away all the reproach and the things that the enemy has put on you in 2018. It's, it's going to stop right here because I'm bringing you into a new season. I'm bringing you into a new land. So I want you to have a new identity. You're no longer going to be known as that person from Egypt. You're no longer going to be known as that person with that issue, with that problem, with that thing. I, I'm getting rid of that today. I'm cutting all ties from Egypt from you today. Come on, get it today. You're not a victim no more. The enemy's lied to you. You're not a victim. You are a victor in Jesus Christ. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You're coming into a new season. You're coming into a new land, a new territory. It's got to stop right here. What I want to cut all ties of Egypt from you. I'm going to get rid of that old reputation that you used to have. Because now you have a new identity. Now you're an Israelite, not an Egyptian. You're an Israelite, not an Egyptian. You're a Christ follower. You're a son or a daughter of God. Hear me today. You're a child of God. Rolled away that reproach. Because your purpose is to give me honor, is to, is to give me glory and honor. And you can't do that smelling like Egypt. You can't do that if you're always bogged down with reproach and, and depression and, and, and the enemy's got you down. He's got you beaten down. And so you're not going to want to live for me. You're not going to want to honor me. You're not going to want to do anything because he's got you beaten down. That's going to stop in Jesus' name. It's going to stop. It's rolling away. It's cutting away. It's a new season. You're coming into a new land. That's your purpose. You are blessed and highly favored of God. You are blessed and highly favor of God. See, when I said this, some of you had a problem believing that. You were like, ah, it's that prosperity. It's not a prosperity thing. It's a God thing. Ephesians says you are highly favored. Ephesians says that, just like Mary was. 
My mom has had that prophetic word given to her probably a hundred times. People did not even know her would call her out by her name, Mary, you are highly favored of God. But you know what? We all are highly favored of God. I want you to say this. Say, I am blessed and highly favored of God. Say it again. I am blessed and highly favored of God. Come on, say it again. I am blessed and highly favored of God. You're going into 2019 like this. I am blessed and highly favored of God. I am blessed and highly favored of God. I feel a shift. Come on. I am blessed and highly favored of God. Say it again. I am blessed and highly favored of God. You're going into 2019 not as an Egyptian, as a slave, not as bound with chains, but you're going in 2019 as blessed and highly favored of God. I always tell you how you got to find God and how your view of God will determine how you live for God. But you know what? You also got to view how you view yourself. Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love God with all of your heart, mind, body, and soul. Number one commandment. He said the second is the same. It's equal. That is love your neighbor as yourself. But did you catch that? Love your neighbor as yourself. There's a prerequisite for being able to love your neighbor, and that is being able to love yourself. And you're not going to love yourself if you think you're an Egyptian victim. You go right into 2019, change the calendar, woo, watch the ball drop and whoever's singing, go right into 2019 thinking you're a victim and this and that. But God says, the reproach is changing right now. That's rolling off of you right now. You are going into your new year as a child and daughter of God. And I don't have any slaves. I don't have nobody, no children in bondage. I got highly favored and blessed children of God. Come on, give him a praise break this morning. Give him a 30-second praise break. If you believe that, that's how you see yourself. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. New creation. Old things have passed away. Some things become new. Say it. All things. What is he saying there? Why did he tell us in Romans 12, renew your mind? That's what God was doing in the wilderness for 40 years. He, he was testing them with manna. Many of them failed. They didn't pass the test. They couldn't get the victim. They couldn't get the, the, the mentality out of them that they were a new creation. But Joshua and Caleb did. I need some new people going into the news year. I need some people with me today. Say, Pastor Eddie, we're with you. We're going to do this thing. I'm believing for breakthrough this year. I'm believing my family will get saved. I'm believing that I'm going to get a breakthrough. I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to get what I'm believing God for. Thank you, Jesus. That's what he said. He said, now you belong to me. Now you're, you're Israelites. So I begin to believe that. As a young man of God, 25 years old, that's how the addictions came off of my life. That's how I was able to move forward. It's not the way I saw God as so much as it, how I saw myself as a fresh start of a new person. And then the word, I'm praying. I said, God, what do, you, what do I got to do? What, what, give me direction. I have all these, these people coming and doing this, and what do I do? What do I say? Who do I put who? Who's on first? Who's on second? Who's on third? Who's on first? 
That was a joke. You could laugh. I mean, it's, it's okay. <laughs> God gave me, how many know God will answer us? He'll answer not the question we ask, but he'll, he'll give us more than just an answer. You ever notice that about God? Gideon said, God, where are all the miracles? If I'm called of God, then how come this is not happening? How come this is happening? And, and where are you, God? And God said, go in the strength that you have. You ever read that? It's like, this is, the Bible's hilarious. I mean, you ever read it? Really, really, really read it. God was not answering those questions. Adam, where are you? It's not because he was lost and God didn't know where he was. He knew where he was. He just wanted Adam to see where he was. He, want, he wanted Adam to see what the enemy has done to him. And you've got to see before you go into the next season what the enemy has done to you now. Because you're not going to tolerate it no more. It's coming off. You, I said it's coming off. It's coming off. Why? Because you're blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Come on. Don't let that just last to the parking lot. And you get in the car and on the way home, I'm blessed. No, 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 no. No, come on, it's a mindset that's got to be renewed in our mind. That you are a son and a daughter of God. He gave me this one word. He gave me entrusted. That's about what I said. That's what I said when he gave me that word, entrusted. For 2019, entrusted. Ooh. Give me another one. <laughs> and I sat there and I said, okay, entrusted. And then I begin to go through the word of God. And what does that word mean? And I begin to see it in scripture how Paul said he's been entrusted with the gospel. And how he has entrusted the gospel to Timothy. And to Timothy are, is to entrust the gospel to everyone else who calls on the name of the Lord. And I begin to find out that, and God begin to say, hey, Eddie, I don't, I don't give gifts like people give gifts. I just don't give you things for you to receive and to put it in your pocket. No, I entrust things to you. And you're coming in manna. I'm going to quit giving you manna. I'm going to quit giving you just freebies. Now you're coming into a new land. I've entrusted you with the land now. Now you've got to go out and get your own food. You've got to plant. You've got to plant and till up the ground. You've got to pray for rain. You've got to pray and fast for rain. Rain don't mean nothing to people unless you got seed in the ground. Rain messes everything up, but if those that's got seed in the ground, those that know they are blessed and highly favored, and they're sowing for 2019, will say, God, let it rain. Let it rain. I'm praying for rain. Entrusted. God parted the, the Jordan River, and he said, when you come to the Jordan River, the presence of God was in the Ark of the Covenant, and he brought it to the, Ark of, to the River Jordan, and the water spread parted but you know what they didn't just stand there and God carry them across some of you are waiting for God to carry you through he don't give he entrusts you got to walk across the Jordan but what I love about God, he says, even when you walk through the water, it won't over, overtake you. You will walk through the fire. It won't. He didn't say, I'll carry you. He says, you got to walk. But no, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to be with you. But you got to walk it. You've been entrusted with a new land. So you got to go across. 
the manna stops. 2019, God's going to give us a new year. It's a gift from God, but it's entr- he's entrusted us with a new year. So that's the only word I gave you, and I'm going to unpack it in just a minute with one little point. I want you to do what I've been doing. Meditate on that. Unpack that. Paul wrote in Timothy, and he gave us, he said, being a follower of Christ is like a soldier, it's like a farmer. And then he says, and then read it in your Bible. He says, you meditate on these things. You go after God and let God open up his word unto you. But then I learned that, I, I boil it down to this, that God gives, we manage. He, he doesn't give like we give. Maybe you gave, gave your kids a cell phone for Christmas. If you're a good parent, if you've done like we've done when they were younger, well, now that they're older, my daughters are grown adults. They get us cell phones. Amen. <laughs> but maybe you got your kid and you was like, hey, this is, this is yours, kind of. In other words, I, I'm giving you the phone, but really it's my phone. I'm paying for the data. But you got to manage the data. If you go through your data in one week, that's on you. What are you doing? You're not giving them the phone. You're entrusting them with the phone. Please get what I'm saying today. God gave them talents. But read it at the end of the story of the parable of the talents. And Jesus told all all these parables to illustrate this thing about being entrusted. God said, I'm entrusting you with that church. I'm entrusting you with these people. I'm entrusting you with Van Buren. Don't just stand there. What do I do? Wait for God to do this. Oh, I'm entrusting you. I give it. You manage. You, you make the plans. You set up. You make the decisions. You do this. That's what he did to the talents. He said he gave them the talents. And at the end of the parable, the Bible says he came back and said, what did you do with my talents? One guy had an, had an entitled, see, here's the, you got to ask yourself, are you feeling entitled? Are you having an entitlement or an entrusted mindset? He gave them manna to test them, and all they had was an entitlement. What God can do for me, what God can do for me, and they failed the test. But Joshua and Caleb said, we are entrusted. We're going to use the manna. We're going to use everything you've given us. Give us the new land. Caleb was 80 years old and said, give me my mountain. What was he saying that for? Because he realizes he's been entrusted with an opportunity to do something great for God. One guy just hid his talent in the ground. The other ones was like, man, I'm going to use my talent. For what? My purpose and plan for God's plan is to bring him glory and honor. So I'm going to use my talents and my abilities to bring honor to, to God's name. And they used the talents. They were entrusted with that talent. I had a dream years ago that I was invited to come to this event, and it was like a Convoy of Hope event. Everybody at the event had their T-shirts on because they were one. They were a team, and I, I showed up with my T-shirt, with my ministry. And I felt so bad when I, in my dream. Isn't it how you can feel in the dream? And I felt like I was doing something wrong in this dream. And I was letting everyone see my T-shirt. So I took it off and put on another T-shirt, but it was still my ministry. It was just a little bit more down key. And, and nothing was happening, and I felt so afraid. I looked around. Everybody else had one T-shirt on except for me. And I looked down, and he said, and someone said to me, are you here to build your ministry or here to build mine? I just heard a voice say that. I took off that T-shirt, and I put on the team, the team shirt. And I woke up. 
And I was reminded how years ago God showed me the Tower of Babel, how they built the Tower of Babel. A guy named Nimrod. No kidding, that's where we get the name Nimrod. He said it was all about him. He's going to do it his way. And he built this tower to heaven, and God confused their language and tore it down. And the Lord said to me years ago, he said, quit building your own tower and help build my kingdom. So I learned that in order to do that, i got to use my, use my gifts and talents to help build God's kingdom. But i got to take ownership of that. that that's, it's mine. That's why Paul called it his gospel. Because he realized that he has taken ownership of that, our time, our talent, and our treasure. You've been entrusted with money. It's not your money. I don't think they like this message today. If you want to see God do something in your finances, I've learned that I've got to have a mindset that I've been entrusted with that paycheck. I've been entrusted with the finances. And so there will be a shift in the way you look at life and look at ministry and look at everything. When you get a hold of what God is telling us, it's a mindset. The fact that I've been entrusted with something. My marriage, I've been entrusted with my marriage. I've been entrusted with my children. I've been entrusted with my joy, joy, peace, my purity. You've been entrusted by those. You're letting someone steal your joy? They shouldn't be able to steal it that fast. If you have the mindset that you've been entrusted with your joy, you're going to set boundaries up. And those people that suck the joy out of you, you're not going to go over there. They're robbing my peace, Pastor Eddie. Well, how can they rob? You got the Prince of Peace that surpasses all understanding. So what I've learned is when I've lost my peace, it's because I'm not treating it like I've been entrusted with the peace. Did you see what I'm saying? Anybody getting this? You know how hard it is to explain something to somebody when God gives you something? It's almost like, just come here. I wish I could take you up to Fahola to that prayer cabin. And at 2.30 in the morning, I prayed. But let me just show you before I, I show you that is this. I want you to see even the grace that God has given us. He has entrusted us with this. Watch this. Paul the Apostle said this. He said, I went and looked at all these scriptures. And this was one of them that I came across. He says, for I am the least of all the apostles who am not even worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. He said, I don't even deserve to be a Christian. I don't even deserve this, th- to be uh, an Israelite because I've, I've been just so bad. I don't even deserve it. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God with me. What's he saying? He says, I didn't deserve it, but God gave me his grace. But I didn't take it like I've been entitled, like this is what you... No, I've been entrusted. So I used the grace of God, and I outworked everybody. I prayed more. I served more. I gave more. Why? Because I got the mindset that I've been entrusted. I said, okay, God, well, what part of the things you've given me do I take ownership of? I am 100%. I own that. Is it my anointing? Nope. People kill me with some of these things. Pray for me so I'll get your anointing. What kind of God would that be for me to lay my hand on you 
and in 30 seconds get what's taken me 21 years. Where were you when I was by myself? Where were you giving, tithing, and sacrificing unto God when my paycheck, my bills were done? And where were, you know, that's how you get the anointing. When you're all by yourself and, and you got that lump in your throat and you're no longer invited to this group and that group and people are talking about you and those that you thought was going to be with you to the day you, they turn on you and you're all by yourself and you take your Bible and you go out and have lunch out in the parking lot with just you and your Bible. That's how you get the anointing. That's how you get prepared for God. That's how you get strong in your spirit. Lay my hand on you. I get this anointing oil. This is, this is just anointing oil. You can buy this olive oil at Kroger but we pray over this oil and we lay hands on faith and the act of faith will do it this oil is beautiful but you know what there's an olive somewhere in a garbage can I ain't ready to release this yet there's an old olive beat up somewhere that's been pushed Everybody in the family turning on them. Everybody they thought was going to have their bags is looking at them all critical and all sauce, throwing javelins at them and thinking they were going to be with a team and going to join this new church and new ministry. And God was going to be, yeah, some of that may be true, but the wolves are going to surround you from every corner. He said, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. What's he saying? You're going to be pressed. Jesus is in the garden praying all night. God, not my will, but your will be done. Sweat coming down his eyes saying, it's hard. God, it's hard. No one else with me. These 12 are falling asleep. One of them betrayed me for 30 pieces of silver. Thomas, don't believe nothing I'm doing. Peter's cutting off ears. I got nobody with me, Lord. What's he doing? God said, I'm making some oil out of you, Jesus. I'm making some oil out of you, baby. I'm making my oil out of you. It's going to change the trajectory of mankind. Woo! I said, God, what part do I own? This is deep. Why don't you write this down? The only thing that you own is the responsibility of what I've entrusted you. I had to go look that up. Talents. I didn't give them the talents. I gave them the responsibility of that talent. So I'm laying there at night at 2.30 in the morning, candles burning. I did what every anointed man of God does, pulled out the phone and said, Hey, Siri, what's the definition of entrusted? She said, to assign responsibility. (laughs) All night long, I'm hearing responsibility, responsibility, responsibility. 2019, I got to shut it down. 2019's coming. 2019's a gift. Don't look at it like just another year. If you do, it's just going to be 12 months on a calendar. We'll be here again 2019. But if you will look at it like 2019 is something you've been entrusted with, then you realize you're responsible. See, the promise of the provision was still the same for Israel. It just changed. No longer was I going to give you the manna that you just had to open your front door, go outside, and there's someone from Dash with a book with some manna in a bag. 
No longer was Chip going to give you groceries. This time, I'm not going to do that no more. Now you've got to get dressed and get in the car and 20 degrees out, go out to the grocery store. Now you have got to go into 2019. God is saying to us, you've got to make plans. You've got to make boundaries. You've got to make some changes. You've got to, because you're responsible for your year. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to bless you because you're highly favored, but I'm not going to do it all for you. Come on, stand, stand with me, stand with me. So here's the message he gives. Everyone say, he gives. I manage. I thought that was so good. Is that just for me? Did you get somebody that, Paul? Amber, did you get something out of it? I know she's holding the baby. Theo got something out of it. Yeah, he loves my preaching. Been entrusted. You've been entrusted with a gift. You guys know that. Been entrusted. 2019, we're looking at a new year. You've been entrusted with it, Connie. A whole fresh new year. Grace, name is Grace. How beautiful is that? We've been entrusted with a new year. Man, unpack it. As I begin to unpack it, I, I understood how I started getting these words, excellence. You do things with excellence when you realize you've been entrusted. Yeah. Redeem the time. Even our time, we're stewards over. Think of that. You, you get through endurance. That's why Paul suffered so much, because he knew he was entrusted with something. He had the responsibility of something. I'm not responsible for you, but I am responsible to you to get up here and preach you the word of God. And I'm here, I, some of you are going to have some awesome years, and you, and you may not think about it, but I'm telling you it is. God gave me this word. I can't re- wait to release it. But I'm done right now. Let's just lift our hands. Father, we love you. We thank you. God, I wanted this to be a different service, and I, I feel it in the air. I feel it. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. Lord, let us receive right now the responsibility that we have been entrusted. Our time is so short. We've been entrusted to bring you glory, to join a team to bring you glory and honor, to roll away the reproach of Egypt, this independent spirit that I'm all by myself. And no, God, you're rolling that away because you're entrusting us with something that's more valuable. Let us have that mindset in this place today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. We trust that God has spoken to you through today's message. If you would like to know more about our church or if you would like to help support the ministry, please go to www.rol-ag.org. River of Life Assembly of God, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people.